millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week, we look at what was once said to be the most haunted house in London with a body count that will send shivers down your spine. So beware. This episode is not for the faint-hearted. Still there? Let's travel to London to number 50, Barclay Square. Barclay Square is a house located in Mayfair in central London. Barclay Square was built in the mid-18th century by architect William Kent. The square has been home to a number of famous people, including Sir Winston Churchill. In the 19th century, it became known as the most haunted house in London, with several people said to have perished due to terror inside the walls. The house was once home to George Canning, former Prime Minister, until his death in 1827. It was then inhabited by a Miss Curzon until her death at the age of 90. In 1885, the property was bought by the Viscount Beersted, who rented out the house to the next inhabitant, Thomas Mears, who moved in in 1859, and it was here when strange things really began to happen in the home. He moved into the attic and slept during the day. He never saw a living soul and walked through the house at night only with a candle in his hand. Rumours began that he had been rejected by his fiancée and slowly began to turn mad. Because of Thomas's lifestyle, the house fell into disrepair and people began to become scared of the mad inhabitant of the house and the strange lights and noises that were seen at night. Thomas was even sued by the local council for not paying his rates. And when the court date came, Thomas did not appear and the magistrate excused him as he was known to live in a haunted house. The legend of 50 Barclay Square is not just one haunting, but it's made up of many incidents. The attic room especially was a haunted place. One haunting is that of Captain Kentfield. He came to visit the home and a maid was sent to the attic to prepare a room for him. Suddenly, a scream ripped through the quiet of the house coming from the attic. The household was shocked by the sound and rushed to the attic to find the source of the commotion. When they got upstairs, they found the maid lying on the floor in a coma-like state. She was muttering, don't let it touch me. 
the captain didn't want to come across as a coward and decided to stay in the attic room regardless. But in the middle of the night, the captain's hosts were awakened by a frightful bellowing noise. A gunshot. Then silence. By the time the host could reach the bedroom, the captain's body was found twisted and pale. The maid and Captain Kentfield were not the only ones driven insane by the ghost in the attic. Apparently, one evening, a nobleman spent the night in the infamous attic room. He told the other inhabitants not to worry and to only come up if he rang the bell twice in the night. He said that he would only ever ring once to ease his nerves. So everyone headed to bed, and when the bell was rang once at midnight, it was ignored. Suddenly the bell began to ring furiously, and the other inhabitants rushed upstairs. Depending on the version of the story, he either died of fright or committed suicide four years later. In another version of events, it was Lord Littleton who stayed the night. But unlike this nobleman or Kentfield, he did not die or was driven insane. The story goes that he fired at something he saw that night and could only find his shotgun cartridges the next morning when he went to look at what he'd fired at. The first real ghost sighting represents a young woman who was seen to be hanging from the windowsill on the top floor. She was seen screaming before letting go and disappearing as she falls. Various eyewitness accounts are claimed to have seen her ghostly white figure or a strange brown mist. This was said to be a young girl named Adeline who threw herself out of the same window to get away from her abusive uncle. Her ghost was reported as early as 1789 and all newspapers have reported that, quote, since then more than 50 respectable people have reported seeing Adeline clinging to the windowsill about to drop to her doom. Adeline's ghost is not just seen falling from the window but has been known to move furniture and manifesting the knocking and tapping phenomena in the upper rooms of the house. But Adeline is not alone in the attic, as two more spirits are said to lurk in the rafters. A child believed to have been killed by a servant and the ghost of a young man that was locked there and fed through a hole in the door until he eventually succumbed to madness and death. The tales are so wild and frightening that in his book, Haunted Houses, published in 1913, Charles Harper claimed that 50 Berkeley Square was haunted by an unnamed raw head and bloody bones, a being now better known as the Bogeyman. What is it that resides in 50 Berkeley Square? Is the Bogeyman real? Let's take a step away from Berkeley Square for a short moment as we listen to this week's story. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So this is about the spirit of my grandma. Um we lost her in 2001 um very, very suddenly and unexpectedly. And I've always been um, a fan of Most Haunted and paranormal programmes and been on quite a few ghost hunts. So when I was living in London, um, I was going through a bit of a tricky time and I decided to do some um, EVP in the house that I lived in um, because we had experienced quite a few weird things going on. Um, I'd always believed after my grandma died that she would probably be my guardian angel because I was very close to her and um, just little things reminded me of her. So I was doing an EVP one day and um, calling out to my grandma and asking if there's a sign that she can tell me that she's there. And um, then at one point I said, could you say something that only you would know that I know it's you? So obviously I didn't hear anything at the time and I went to play back the recording just on my phone and I heard her um, say a word that she used to call me, um, which was a bit weird, but it was called Pigeon Butte. And she um, she grew up in Luton in Bedfordshire and it was kind of a, a term of endearment, kind of um, like sweetheart kind of thing. And so I put it onto my computer software and enhanced the sound. You could hear it even more clearly when I slowed it down. and um, But you could hear it audibly just on my phone. Um, it was so bizarre and... So I told my mum and she completely believed because even the voice sounded like my grandma. But that wasn't the end of it because the next day um, I had gone shopping and um, I didn't have a car at that time. So I came back on the bus and I got out of the bus and was walking home literally just a few hundred yards and um, I heard my name being shouted from a distance and I turned around and I obviously stopped to see who it was and then about two, three seconds later a window above the news agents I was walking past smashed out onto the ground in front of me and I was just in absolute shock I was just like, if that person hadn't called my name and there was nobody around I'm assuming again it was my grandma um, 
then I would have had a huge pane of glass, you know, on top of my head. Goodness knows what would have happened. Um, but yeah, that was just really spooky. And the news agent came rushing out and he said, how on earth did you miss that? Um, and eventually it turned out a week later that there'd been a gas explosion and that had caused it. But for me to be saved, I really do believe that my grandma was behind kind of my safe keeping after that. And I still believe that she is around today, even though she's been gone over 20 years now. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for your voice note. Um, so, Pigeon Butte, <laughs> how absolutely wonderful. Um, your grandma is obviously your guardian angel. Can you imagine what could have happened if your name hadn't have been called out? <gasps> I dread to think. We all have a guardian angel. I've mentioned this many times before on our podcast, and I really believe that perhaps our loved ones who have passed on take on the job as our protectors looking out for us, being there, our constant loving companions. And you're never, ever alone. You must believe me when I tell you that. Whenever you feel low, whenever you feel down, you're never, ever alone. They're always there with you. Also, you can have more than one and I am very lucky. I'm not boasting. I'm just very lucky. I have many, but then again, doing what I do for a living, I need all the help and protection I can get. It's fantastic, isn't it though, Liz, when you capture a great piece of EVP. I've been blown away by many incidences of ghostly voices that we've captured whilst investigating haunted locations. I'd love to capture my dad's voice. I mean, how wonderful, Liz, that you actually captured those words from your grandmother. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Do make sure you save it properly. Never lose it. I did think about leaving my phone on record uh, when I went to bed at night. You've got these apps, haven't you, that you can now uh, have. I think they're sort of to record your snoring or, you know, your sleep talking or whatever. But I think I'm a bit too scared in case somebody else leaves a scary message. Can you imagine waking up in the morning and going, oh, somebody's left something, <gasps> a ghostly noise or something. And, it, and you press it play and it just goes, leave. You'd, <laughs> you're absolutely terrified. So that's the reason why I won't do it. But I think I've got to be brave and I think I'm going to try. And if I capture anything, I'll let you know about it and play it on here. Anyhow, Liz, if you get any more EVPs, please send them in to me as I know we would all love to hear them. And if anybody does manage to capture any EVPs, please send them in. Um, we're very, very... um. Ah, oh, greedy, aren't we, for any uh, paranormal activity that's captured. And we want to share them with as much and as many people as, as possible. Um, do you know my best EVP, I think, and we've caught many, but I think my favourite was captured at Birmingham Lockup. Uh, it was during a, an investigation for Most Haunted. Uh, and I know many of you will know the, the clip I'm talking about, but you can clearly hear a woman moaning and crying. Here, have a listen to this. Whoa! What's that? What's that? Well, no one made that noise. No. That's a female noise. I didn't go. Whoa, 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 whoa. But that's not your voice. Listen again. <gasps> oh my god! So the second, the second amplification. I've got cold. I wish we could tell up with what we were calling out. I was calling out the name. Calling out names. Yeah, which name? That's what I did. I was thinking it was a woman. Yeah, that 
that's desperation, that yeah. is. Oh. I wonder if it's... Oh, oh that's awful. No, I wonder if it's when Darren mentioned about her killing her children and then ran out and slammed the door. That could be... That ties in with that, doesn't it? God, that is the voice of somebody crying from, from another despair. world. That's yeah. Despair. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's despair, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Here it is again, louder. That is freaky. Oh, that's really Isn't that amazing? Bearing in mind we were the only ones in the whole of the building and I was the only woman in there and I certainly wasn't moaning or crying. I wasn't screaming either at the time, but it, it definitely wasn't me. So let's take a leaf out of Liz's book and start recording as much as possible. You never know. You could get a loved one leaving you a message. Now, let's go back to London and Barclay Square. After Maya's death, the house stood vacant for a very long time. An 1876 newspaper article states that the London Association of Spiritualists wished to exorcise it of a presence that had dwelt there for 50 years. Although there is no record of this having taken place, it has served to further compound the legend. Skeptics of the house's ghostly legend believe that it was Maya's strange habits that led to its frenzied folklore. They claim that residents of Barclay Square, having watched a lonely flickering candle slowly moving from window to window, night after night, simply let their imaginations run wild. By the end of the 19th century, the house had long since been abandoned due to its sinister fame. Unfortunately for them, it was not known to the two sailors who were off duty and they had come from HMS Penelope. And now, if you're listening during the festive period when this episode comes out, this tale of Barclay Square has a Christmassy dire tale. On Christmas Eve of 1887, Edward Blunden and Robert Martin had no money for lodgings. So the two sailors wandering the streets until they could find an empty building to make camp for the night eventually found their way to Barclay Square. There they were. They found number 50 and decided to spend the night. They settled in the abandoned building on the second floor bedroom and as soon as Martin was asleep, Blunden was restless and frightened. He could hear footsteps in the corridor, and soon the door creaked open. As Blunden watched, a dark and shapeless form entered the room. The noise had awoken Martin, who saw a massive tendril strangling Blunden. Fearing for his own safety, Martin took the opportunity to run out of the bedroom door, down the stairs and out of the building, where he soon ran into a police constable. Martin told the story and the two men went back to number 50. As they ran to the front door, what they found was Blunden, dead on the pavement. He'd either jumped or been thrown out of the second floor window with his body crushed by the fall. Even if other stories say he tripped and died of fright as he ran from the building or for a more gory version that Blunden was found dismembered in the basement or impaled on the spiked fence out of the front of the property. The house had made its very last victim. Now 50 Barclay Square is no more than an unremarkable retail premises. I wonder if those working in the shop floor dare to ever go up into the attic. 
I remember when we started looking for haunted locations and um, for the very first series of Most Haunted, and I tracked down the phone number for Barclay Square. I was so disappointed when the owner of the property, which was then a shop, told me in no uncertain terms that no, this property isn't haunted and never has been, and then slammed the phone down on me. I mean, so rude. I think the owners must have got really tired of people ringing up and asking about the hauntings. I was so disappointed, though, as to be able to investigate this house, the infamous 50 Barclay Square. Oh, can you imagine? It would have been incredible. So, do you think Barclay Square was haunted or perhaps exaggerated tales that have entertained the ghoulish public for years? Is that just what they are? Well, for what it's worth, I believe it's definitely haunted. But the tale I've just told you got me thinking, what is it about haunted attics that scare us to death? And why does so much paranormal activity seem to occur there? Well, as you know, I've had plenty of jaw-dropping experiences in haunted attics and I've managed to capture, along with the team, some amazing evidence on camera. Um, one example springs to mind, Codnor Castle. Oh, if you've not seen that episode, you must watch it because at one particular part of the investigation, we were all up in the attic and all these old pennies rained down from the ceiling. We couldn't believe it when they all just fell on top of us. My husband, Carl, and I have a huge collection of these pennies, and I like to call them pennies from heaven. And I've recently transformed some of them into badges. Uh, I wear mine with so much pride. If any of you watched the uh, Halloween Live that we did this year, I was wearing a blue coat, and on the lapel, you can see um, one of those pennies. Uh, I absolutely love them, you know, because we don't know where they came from. And as I say, I call them pennies from heaven. But I suppose you can't forget in that same location and in the attic, the doll that burst into flames. I know we've spoken about this many times, but again, that was in an attic space. And then, of course, we mentioned EVP earlier on. We caught so many ghostly voices uh, on our sound equipment in that particular area of the house. A suicide had taken place in the attic, and I suspect so much more. Um, it was too active in that particular part of the building for other life-changing events that occurred for um, it not to have so much paranormal activity. Um, as soon as you walked into that house, if ever you visited it, uh, you could feel it just wasn't right. Does that make sense? It just wasn't right. I felt, I've always felt very uneasy in that place. And then as soon as you go up the stairs, it's almost like I feel a tightening in my chest, a shortness of breath. Um, and then weirdly enough, now and again, you'll get the smell of smoke burning, not cigarette smoke, not cigar or pipes. I mean, proper burning of wood. And then, of course, we had the doll go up in flames. And ever since then, we've had to have sort of bowls and pans and buckets of water and sand all around that property just in case something else goes up in flames. So there's only been negative activity that's gone on in that house throughout the history. But like I say, it's bizarre how it's sort of concentrated 
in that attic space? Um, was the gentleman that committed suicide, was he drawn up there to do that? Um, it's, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, and then I think about this Hodroyd Hall in Barnsley uh, in West Yorkshire. Uh, Carl and Stewart caught on camera, doors slamming, heavy footsteps in the attic. And the best was they heard this rattling noise, this awful rattling noise. Thought, what the hell is that? Pan the camera to the attic door and there's the door handle rattling up and down. Just watching that activity on camera, oh, made me shudder. Doorknobs turning and rattling. Well, it's the scenes we see in all kinds of horror and paranormal scary movies, isn't it? And what's great about this particular activity is that people that book on a Most Haunted Experience and go to Hodroyd Hall all say they experience the same phenomena. There are so many spooky attics that I've spent time in that are allegedly haunted. And nine times out of 10, I can say that categorically, I believe that they are. So this brings me back to my original question. Why? Why are attics so haunted? Does spiritual energy, bear with me, rise like heat? Sounds daft, doesn't it? But as we all know, anything is possible. It could be that throughout the years of a building's lifetime, many people have gone up to the attic for, say, peace and quiet, to hide secrets, to commit suicide, to reminisce, perhaps over old pictures or clothing. Plus, attics are always creepy, aren't they? Particularly the dusty, cobwebby attics where antique prams and uh, dolls sit in dark corners. I'm lucky I don't have a creepy, frightening attic. Oh, Oh, yes, I do. That's our daughter, Mary's filthy, untidy bedroom. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. You can get in touch. Don't be shy and share your own stories just like Liz did earlier on. Uh, Here's the address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk or you can leave a a voice note and here is the number on WhatsApp 075-999-27537. And we are on Instagram and our handle is at paranormalactivitypod. You can stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week but if you can't wait until then visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early have a great week stay safe remember get recording with your evps and report back to base and remember things aren't always as they seem Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.